Welcome. This is the first ever AK podcast. This is going to be actual conversations. Um, I'm going to be your host. I'm Art of the Cartoon. This is C's. I have a co-host. This is Daps One, mm. aka Chance Boudreaux. Chance Boudreaux. Nice. That's a new one. Uh, all right. This is our first ever podcast that we're going to be doing for AK. Uh, we are part of a arts collective group called Ally Nung Cultura. We are a progressive arts collective. Our mission is to promote political and artistic empowerment to inspire and mobilize people for progressive social change. And Alai Nung Cultura basically means an offering of culture in uh, Tagalog. So that's what we're doing. We're going to offer up our culture. But being as, you know, a progressive organization, some people think, you know, we're all about like, rallies and being militant. But the reason we're doing this podcast is just because we have actual conversations about just mundane stuff like pop culture and movies and whatever else is on our mind. So that's the reason why we're putting this together. And everything else. Yeah, while, while still keeping a critical eye um, yeah, on exactly. pop culture, um, using uh, our uh, personal uh, racial analysis, social analysis, political analysis, um, and not getting caught up in the matrix, as they say. Um, and this is actual conversations with a K, if you haven't Yeah, this is actual it. conversations. Why do we use a K? We need, we need a jingle. <laughs> we do need a jingle. Actual conversations. We'll, 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 you'll get on that right away. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, get get, that. we'll get somebody to get on that right I'll away. get the dream on that. <laughs> yes. Alright. So. One, two, three, one, go one. Why not? We'll just keep on going. Alright. Anong balita. So what's new? What's what's going on in your world? What's going on in Depths? What's going on? Um, what is going on? Are we going to use this to just say whatever? Yeah, you can on? just say whatever. It's going on in your... Okay. Well... So I told you this is going to be rough. Yeah. Alright, so what's up? Um, well, we've seen um, a lot of stuff go down in the past month. Um, one of them being the... Uh, the Boston Marathon bombings mm-hmm. um, shook the whole entire nation or world, actually, um, in one way or another. Right. Um, I was just really uh, um, shocked by a lot of the um, images that were popping up on the Internet. Yeah. And it was only, like, happening in, like, an hour or a couple hours mm-hmm. after it happened. So um, usually when we talk about media, we talk about sensitivity uh, to victims, to uh, people who have been hurt, mm-hmm. um, where we we usually want to be sensitive to um, information that's put out there, but in today's world of social media and getting things out there and right. having uh, news that is like fresh, like literally out the box, um, people want to take that and um, and start uh, spreading it around, making it viral. When actually, um, it's not uh, a responsible way to spread news. Um, I think people. Uh, uh, I think people on the internet, especially, um, are proud of posting things first or um, yeah. getting on stuff mm-hmm. uh, when they don't have all the information. So I think that's why um, uh, there was a lot of confusion in the first day, because people were saying, you know. 
is it uh is it a domestic uh terrorist is it a because um, nobody really knew what was going on cause, yeah right i mean because i mean i first heard about it through twitter which i think is how most mm-hmm. how i found out about my news now right yeah yeah um twitter um reddit um lots of blogs uh were, were setting stuff off and people are actually having these conversations about you know who who did it and just kind of automatically saying okay it's a um it's a it's middle they're middle eastern or they're uh you know some brown dudes walking around uh, no yeah up shit. I, no i know that too that they were automatically assuming that it was going to be a brown face that was going to be responsible for for this bombing right i mean i mean if you take a look at the news outlets, i mean i didn't watch the news outlets but um but i mean it, it seemed like they were just assuming it was going to be yeah somebody with a brown face and i mean yeah, I, I I learned. It's funny. I learned more from, uh, from social media and blogs and websites than I did from major news outlets like CNN and Fox because Fox News, because they they totally did a. Um, it's just a it's just a terrible job, of coverage, especially on CNN. Well, I actually yeah. watched it. Um, I watched it uh, not that night, but I watched it a few nights later. Mm-hmm. Um, just for this pure entertainment of it. Um, and I swear every five minutes was we have an unconfirmed report or we have heard this, but we can't confirm it. Or someone close to the source, you can't, you know, confirm something. They were pretty much stating a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't factual in order to keep viewership. So sensational, again, sensationalizing something, um, as sensitive as death and, destruction and um, thinking about the people who haven't even contacted, you know, the relatives yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep that in mind. But, you know, in today's media, that goes all out the door. Yeah. Um, so for me, like in, within the first few hours, I was, you know, on the Internet and looking at stuff that wasn't CNN and Fox and just seeing uh, just seeing all these graphic pictures, people talking about um, uh talking about uh people getting their limbs blown off and right um you know kids getting hurt and all that stuff and you don't i don't know sometimes we want to turn away from that stuff but when a tragedy like this happens and the internet is right there at your fingertips sometimes you want to look sometimes you want to see what's going on and how much it really has impacted um people like literally this happens all over the world right no i mean because yeah right you make a good point right because we have to recognize our privilege in terms of like those images that we see here in in the United States. And I I, I took the, I saw on Twitter there was a lot of folks that kind of got up in arms and like people started to say, well, this happens in other countries, and they're like, well, it's not the same, right? <laughs> and they're saying it's not the same, but yeah, I mean, yeah, people the in the Middle East are like, you know, welcome to everyday life. Yeah, you know, and it's sad, you know, to to read something like that. To see something like that, um, I saw a a photo of uh, youth or younger adults in Syria mm-hmm. who posted up a banner that said, "You know, we support um, we support Boston and what's happening." Right. But but also making the point that that happens in their region almost all the time. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Oh, wait, wait, we here. have a special guest. Are, are, are kind of... What's going on? Papa. What uh -huh. happened? It's oh, what happened to it? Mm -hmm. What are you watching? Dora. Uh huh. Do you like Dora the Explorer? Uh, the pigs. The pigs. Yeah. What about the yeah. pigs? We don't like the pigs, huh? I like the pigs. You do. I like the pigs. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> the, the big news is that. Um, it's just come down that the relo relocation committee has uh, put up a recommendation that the Sacramento Kings stay put where they're at in Sacramento, and then that uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a big blow to folks in Seattle that wanted the Sonics back because there's a whole whole mess of what happened back in 2008. Um, you want you should watch the Sonics Gate documentary for for more information on that, but. We're planning to get a team back. Chris Hansen um, had a agreement with the Maloofs to purchase the team for was it five hundred twenty-five million dollars? Seemed like it was going to go through, but then all this other stuff's going on. But yeah, I feel was, like a, there's a there's a rant coming on for from Depths. So. Well, no, it was three hundred. It's actually we should say three hundred sixty-five million. Because it was only for sixty-five percent of the team, right? Because majority, majority. But total money, he had put up more than half a billion dollars. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just feel like all the all the p pieces of the puzzle were in place, and um, everybody really got their hopes up. I think um, the money was there, the support was there. Yeah. Chris Hansen was very uh, transparent about what he wanted to do. Um, he got political support, which didn't happen last time. Yeah. And um, the the wrench that got through in there was. Um, Pretty much Kevin Johnson. Well, I mean, I can't blame Kevin Johnson, though. He's trying to do stuff for a city, so I can't. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's Kevin Johnson. It's, I think it's partly, what, David Stern, because I don't think he wanted... He's, gonna, he's about to leave in 10 months. I don't think he wants another city to be pissed off at him. So might as well just, you know, keep Seattle pissed off. He doesn't want to see another city, um, like, leave under his watch. And then... Unlike in 2008 when basically, you know, um, Washington State and Seattle basically said a fuck you, right, to David Stern. Like, it, I think KJ and Sacramento were like, yeah, we'll do whatever. We'll, we'll like, they, they decided to point up the money, or they didn't point up the money yet, but they, they said they would. Yes. And so it seemed like they were trying to work together. Yeah. I don't know. I think as uh, David Stern, as the puppet master um, in this whole thing, I think uh, why I bring up Kevin Johnson is because, one, he's in a position where he's a big figurehead yeah. uh, government down there, um, and he's one who's, he's, he, you can easily sway him because of his basketball influence yeah. and um, how much of an impact that he can make over there because of, he's a former basketball player. Right. I enjoyed watching Kevin, actually, I, I, hated, I hated him, actually, I actually enjoyed watching him because... You, you always have to sometimes root for the small guard, um, the small guy that can jam over um, big, tall dudes. Oh, and yeah. He was a leader on the floor. Granted, um, this was the 90s, if you remember it, but um, I didn't. I actually didn't realize he was mayor of that city until all this stuff came up. I was like, yeah. okay, maybe this guy just, that's funny that this guy has the same name as that guy who's on the Phoenix Suns, but wait, it's the actual... No, I, I remember, I remember Kevin hearing, like, yeah, a long, like a while back ago, a couple years back, that he was elected as mayor, but 
Yeah. So I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of knew, but yeah. Yeah. So um, I feel that our whole city got played. David Stern again with the help of many people down there in Sacramento. I don't blame the fans because they deserve a team. I don't necessarily want them to feel the way that we felt mm-hmm. when our team was um, stolen away to Oklahoma City. But uh, still, you can't help feel but pissed because there's a lot of basketball culture here in Seattle, yeah. a lot of history, won a championship. Um, I mean, how, what more can you say um, other than there was a lot of support in the past three months and Chris uh, Hansen's, Hansen's campaign. Um, actually, you could probably make a second Sonic's Game movie for all the stuff that's happened. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're in the works, those folks. They're, yeah. they're on top of it. So, uh, I don't know. But, I mean, that brings up a good point, like, because basically with the Sacramento deal, if that goes through, it hasn't gone through just yet. I mean, we're taping this first podcast on um, is it April 30th. The vote doesn't come down until May like thirteenth or they're on the mid May. So I mean, this could be all moot by the time like later on. But basically, you're gonna have the city of Sacramento pay for an arena, and it seems like they're just it's it's leveraged to make the city pay for the arena as opposed to how it's going on in Seattle, where it's gonna be Chris Hansen and Steve Ballmer and that group. That's kind of actually it's mostly Chris Hansen, right? That's basically paying for the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, in, in that sense, like it, it, that leverage, they want the city to pay for. It. I mean, you can see, like, for owners, they would like it if they don't have to pay for their own arena. And they also don't want to see uh, a democratic system being put into place, um, whether it's uh, on the court, off the court, um, and you know, and how decisions are made. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the people have a lot of power um, in this campaign. Um, people came out in droves to the rallies. Um, people came uh, or people signed up um, for advanced tickets. Um, I think it was maybe like f- almost 45,000 people yeah. that signed up um, for advanced tickets. Um, the whole town started wearing green and gold again. Yeah, it was a good feeling. Morale was up. Um, and there's a lot of... I mean, it. this was all... I think it was... It's, you know, 50% um, political. 50% personal, obviously. Yeah. But um, you can't feel... Like, I'm, I know I, for myself, I'm going to be pissed for a long time mm-hmm. because of this decision. And there's a lot of... Like we were talking about, you know, Boston Marathon. There's, there's a war going on. There's so many things, so many more important things that are going on in the world. But when you talk about how um, a community, a city, or a state can sort of uh, uh, lift themselves up just by feeling good about a team sport. Yeah, definitely. A team sport with history, yeah. um, you can't help but like feel ripped off right now. So, David Stern can kiss my ass. Here we go, here we go. Here we go, go ahead. <laughs> this is your David forum. Stern, this, this David is, Stern, you big ahead. fucking loser. Here we go. Listen. Here we go. Why don't you pull your head out of your own fucking ass, mm-hmm. yeah. get a clue, and count the fucking money that Chris Hansen's been making it rain all these months. He will probably bust another um, 
$500 million on you just to make a point. He'll, you know what? I think Chris Hansen has... Let's, let's, let's change it to this. Okay. Chris Hansen has so much money. Okay. How much money does he have? How much money he does he have? Can buy, mm-hmm. He can buy the Kings and the Bucks. No, you know what? He could probably buy the Nets who were just created. He can buy them. He's going to buy the Nets? From, uh, yeah, from, why not? Uh, Prokhorov? You know um, how teams uh, are evaluated financially. Chris Hansen can buy probably the, fop, the, the top five winning teams, I would think. Maybe. If, if, he's, if he yeah. has like enough money to add up to almost half a billion dollars, yeah. there's a couple teams out there at the top that he can... That he can buy, even though they're not for sale. They're not for sale, then it's you know they're kind of I mean, ingrained in there. Yeah. So even if they're not for sale, I mean that's it's kind of like making the point like, Chris Hansen, set aside all this money to buy a bottom seeded team. Yeah, he's yeah you you're you're paying for, he's definitely overpaying for you know that's he's overpaying for something that's not worth that much money. That right? That's that's like you and me. Let's say that we would go out and we're gonna spend like. Two hundred thousand dollars for a Kia, right? Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, Chris Hansen pretty much is buying up so much land in Soto. That I don't know. Whenever I think about it, it's just he's he's gone through so much. He's uh, I don't know. A lot of effort being put in there by Chris Hansen. Yeah. Um, it's. You know, remember when uh, he remember when he bought people beer that one time? Yes, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think was... it's time for someone to buy that dude a beer because pretty sure there's a lot of people that bought that. Bought yeah, that beer. I mean, so, I mean, he's nice yeah. guy, right? He hung out the, at the studio once, right? He did. Yeah. Yes, he was there with his. Um, I think he had a broken leg or something. Did he? I think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's well. just me. Anyway, um, shout out to Chris Hansen. Fuck you, David Stern. There we go. Um, I hope you, I hope you, you know what, David Stern? Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, go I ahead. hope, go ahead, here we go. I hope you, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't say this, I hope you die. Oh, shit. All right. Before your, the day before you retire, how about that? Whoa, 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 shots fired. <laughs> whoa, whoa, all right. Well, the, um... And you know what, I hope the guy that takes over for you, whoa. I hope he has so much compassion that on the first day of his job, he says, you know what, Seattle? Let's expand, bring a team to Seattle, and um, let's forget let's forget about whoever the guy was before me. All right, there we go. Um, just a reminder: we are allied of culture. Um, just we're you know, uh, it was a little violent there, but just the so word we're progressive arts collective. For, we are for, 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 for <laughs> yes. uh, social. All of that will change. be bleeped out. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think we should keep that in. <laughs> I think that that's that's raw. We should keep that in. Yeah. All right. Um, die David Stern. Hashtag Die David Stern. And yep. Then then he'll probably, but knowing our luck, he'll come back as a zombie and um, <laughs> <laughs> and still haunt us. So uh, there's there's yeah. that. Oh, anyway. Um, speaking of zombies. Speaking of zombies, zombies. Here we go. Oh my gosh. All right. So let's, let's get onto some um, pop culture, some TV stuff. Um, Let's talk about Walking Dead. I know it's been a couple months. Wait, how long has that been? A month? Probably about a month. Month yeah. since the season finale. I think that has replaced. Well, what's the show that everybody's watching? I mean, I think Walking Dead has been the one that everybody. That's like the water cooler talk around. Yeah. Around yeah. Around work, right? Yeah. 
it's already three seasons in. Um, we've seen this season with the the people on the jail side fight the people. Um, in what's the town called again? Uh, Newberry. Newberry. Was it Woodbury? Woodbury. So, I'm, I'm gonna Google this. All right. So we, anyway, we do our research. Just so you know, we do our research. We do our research. Yeah. Um, no Google. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, The Walking Dead, um, the hottest show on TV. Uh, it's, uh, I think zombie culture has always been around, um, yeah. obviously been around since, um, the late sixties with Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. um, Evil Dead, um, Zombies Kill My Neighbors video game. Oh, oh yeah, that was a good game. <laughs> zombies Kill My Neighbors? Why are you about uh, to zombies? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it's, it's, zombie culture has been, has really propelled in the past uh, few years because of The Walking Dead. Um, the TV show, however, the book has been out for a while yeah. um, and has a big already has a big fan base. The Walking Dead TV show, however, I think has been a big draw because of... Uh, it, it doesn't hold back um, in terms of violence no, and uh, um, just the whole exposing you to zombie culture. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of character development. Um, it's it's very different from the book, um, as far as I know where I'm at in the book. Um, but people, what what do you think it is about zombies that um, gets people all riled up about it? Uh, well, okay, for I think for this show in general, I think the reason why this show is clicking is just it kind of shows like kind of the moral decisions or the dilemmas or like the psyche of what you're going through or what people go through when a zombie apocalypse is happening. So it kind of it touches on something that's that's deeper in, in terms of humanity, right? Like what would, what would actually happen to our psyche? How would we react in, in, in that terms, right? And so I think that's one reason why it's popular. And then another reason popular is like, who doesn't like seeing somebody like shoot up a zombie or like cut out, cut them off with their head with a, with a samurai sword, right? Exactly. Or you just stomp them to the curb. Like, so I think it's just, a, it was a perfect meld of like yeah, those zombie saunas which has been around for, for forever, right? And just kind of a look in into the psyche of a mind. I mean, obviously the show is not perfect per se, but I think it just hit the right note where people can talk about it. And you can either talk about it on the psychological side, or you can talk about it just on like, did you see that zombie kill? Mm-hmm. So, and for the for the uninitiated, um, in The Walking Dead, um, the main character. Rick, uh, who is a sheriff, mm-hmm. he uh, gets into uh, an accident during a shootout, um, uh, during a traffic stop, gets shot, goes into a coma, wakes up, and it's a zombie apocalypse. He's the only one inside the hospital, and the hospital is totally trashed, and he's, he, as far as he knows, he's the only one alive. Right. Later on, he gets reunited with his son, uh, and starts to uh, and and his wife starts to meet people, and that's where the story takes off. So it's a it's a story about survival. You know, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? How far would you go to protect your loved ones? And um, what would be your weapon of choice? What would be your weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse? One. Well, let's 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 back it up. Yeah, let's back it up. There. The Walking Dead, let in terms of race. Um, T-Dog 
in the show. Oh boy, T Dog. Boy. Um. Um, and and the new character, quote unquote, new character Tyrese. Ty- oh, their yeah, Ty- their Ty- weapons of choice um, aren't guns. This this is true. Yes. They're actually hammers and. I don't know what did what did T Dog have. I don't remember what T. Yeah, exactly. I I, I I think a lot of uh, a lot of the white characters in The Walking Dead, um, they're memorable because they're either pointing a gun at the screen, pointing a gun in certain, all certain directions, and have some sort of cool weapon. You see someone like Tyrese who has just a claw hammer, beating right. people up. Uh, yeah, and then and then for T Dog. Okay, so. Because T Dog has been around since what the first episode, right? Yeah. And then he, uh, uh, spoilers, he's uh, he dies in season three. Sorry. <gasps> anyway, but Dav, didn't you? Ever since that first time we met him, didn't you always think like, oh, that dude's gonna die? Well, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all predisposed to think the black guy's gonna the first, <laughs> gonna die first. And then, yeah. And Actually, then, I thought the Asian guy was gonna die first. Did you think? Okay, there's <laughs> yeah, there there is there's a Korean guy on the show, Korean Korean American guy, but. Um, but we kind of knew he was a stick around because he was in the books. But yeah. we, we know that they don't follow up with the books. But for T-Dog, I mean, really, he had nothing to do. It's a, yeah. <laughs> he, what? T-Dog, he, he what was your purpose? He didn't do anything. What was he doing there for the first two seasons? He wasn't doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it's it's kind of the same thing on Lost where you're kind of like, what is Walt's function? Wait, this, oh, yeah. Okay. So this, this is good you brought this. <laughs> You screwed your button, Lost, because I feel like this is this is kind of the new the new Lost, kind of just not, uh-huh. not as probably good as acting maybe, um, <laughs> but or so you have there's no time travel either. In there's no no time there. travel. There's no but I mean it's that same kind of water cooler culture. Like did you see what happened? Like did you have yeah. on the Lost? Yeah. Same thing. Did you see what happened on the Walking Dead? Yeah. And here I did that. But so we have in the Walking Dead. We have this uh, kid character who we started out with in season one, right? We have Carl. Carl. Carl, right? And the problem with Carl by season three is you can tell he has aged far more than he was supposed to in in the show, right? Right. So this happened in Lost because Walt, um, between seasons one and two, right? He, he like grew like six inches and... Pretty much. So they had to do something with Walt, and so what they basically did was they just wrote him off the show, right? Right. He just basically wrote off with his dad. We, we like we saw him here and there, and like they sometimes he would come back, but they would explain like Lockwood said he's a giant lock because he grew up. Yeah. They're gonna have to explain Carl sometime, right? Because he came back in season the beginning of season three with like he he obviously you could tell he grew. Yeah. His you know. Yeah. The the time period was supposed to be uh, a full winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at Carl in season two, and, and now you look at him in season three, it's like, is that his older brother now? I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. what happened. It's um, and how do you uh, and how do you ju- and how are you going to justify it later when he's going to be an older, he may be an older teen or a preteen um, going into the show, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I thought they were going to kill him off this season. Um, but there was a, I don't know, early on, earlier on in season three, I thought, um, there was gonna, something was gonna happen to him. Like, something important was gonna happen to him, and he's just gonna snap, and he's, and it's gonna... You mean, you mean it didn't happen? (laughs) I I feel like he kind of did snap, though, this season. Yeah, no, I I was, like, trying to predict, like, in the the beginning of the, um, the the first two episodes, like, some, there's something there, like, Mm -hmm. 
Carl, he's acting weird. Um, but I, but I thought they were going to kill him off. But there was something there that was like, okay, they're going to keep him on because something fucked up was going to happen. Right. And he ends up killing his mom. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he ends up killing his mom, um, who just gave birth to his sister. Yeah. So, um, granted, he had to do it. Because it was, I mean, that was a horrible cesarean that she had to perform. Yeah. She's probably gonna, she was, she was probably gonna be turning to a zombie, so. I that mean. wasn't the cesarean, man. That was like the equivalent of your uncle killing a pig for, um, for a birthday party. Oh, and they showed it on TV, too. And they showed it <laughs> they on showed TV. They showed it on TV. They sure did. Yes. Um, they showed, like, yeah, if you ever saw Kong being, being killed, it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to uh, African American characters, uh, Michonne, who doesn't have. Uh, a gun. She actually has a samurai sword, which is pretty much the most badass weapon on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and her being the most badass character, uh, fortunately for her, um, her character has been developing a little bit. She's actually talking now. <laughs> because the first part of season three, which we were all excited at the end of season two, because we kind of knew Michelle was coming. We knew she was going to be this strong female African American character, and we were all looking forward to seeing how that would be portrayed. And honestly, the first couple of episodes, her character sucked. <laughs> it, I mean, it. I there was no, there was. I, mean, I, I didn't see a powerful woman. It just. It seemed like an emo person. Just right. Right. Then no talking. She wasn't likable at all. And I mean, luckily they turned around her character. But yeah. I mean, what, what do you think? How? I mean, they 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 had her talking more, but early on in the season she. Really horrible. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was weird because in the books, she actually when she, when her character is um, introduced, she actually talks a lot, and right, she actually yeah. has lines and is kind of involved. But um, they tried to make her too mysterious, and I think uh, her being a woman of color, yeah, and have not having her talk, it just seemed weird to me. I mean, you can you can add the mystery of the character, but how long can you drag that out? Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. She, I think she's uh, she's gonna be some sort of leader in the show, mm-hmm. um, in the in upcoming seasons, and um, can't wait for that. Yeah. So, all right. So let, before we move on to, let's go ahead and discuss the the finale of, of season three, which um, which we watched. Uh, we, we we downloaded a copy, didn't we? Um, and, and we watched it because. Uh, and what did you think of the finale, by the way? What did you think of the, the season Well, I'll, let me say first that the the um, if you ever if anybody out there ever downloaded a copy that messes up at the end with the audio, if you know what I'm talking about, that is way better than how it ended. It, it was. It, it's <laughs> it funny because, ended. yeah. Um, and uh, if you know what I'm talking about, the audio cuts out with uh, Carl looking out and... I don't know. You'll just have to see it, but and I thought they did that on purpose because I at first I thought that's horrible editing. <laughs> that is horrible editing on the part of of, <laughs> of, of the show. Yeah, because they, they they it was it was not EMC quality. No, because it, it was that it was that nice violin music, and then all of a sudden it, it just stopped, and then all of a sudden you hear gunfire. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, something's about to happen, and then I realized it was just previous. It was it was previous dialogue and gunfire from the episode, bef- like from um, earlier on in the episode that just kept, that episode. just looped back. Yeah, and even though it was like the last what twenty seconds yeah. of the show, I would say it's, it was fucking hilarious. It was. <laughs> it would no, don't you think it would have? Because I don't know what's gonna happen for next season. It doesn't. This didn't yeah. make me excited for next season at all. 
um, it, it just seemed like, okay, well, we're back to nothing. Um, yeah. Didn't have anything to look for. At least with the bootleg copy, it seemed like, like, they they did an abrupt, like, Tarantino cut, and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's going to be a mass killing of all the folks that came to the prison, and then we would, like, it'd be end on that, on that cliff. And I was hoping that we'd see the governor... Who's right. like the main villain of season three? At, and... at least have the governor come back while everybody's being bused to the to the prison. Yeah. Because where else are they gonna go? He just killed most of the camp, mm-hmm. and they just dis- they just drove off and disappeared. What are they gonna do? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it doesn't really set up a lot for next season, other than the fact that there's more people living in there. And they're they're, gonna, they're still gonna be at that prison. Yeah, and, and they're still going to be in the prison when we come back. And, and Carl's probably going to be—he's <laughs> going to be like eighteen years old by then. He, his voice is going to be a lot deeper. Which I, I, you know, I guess they might have plans for him. It's fine because they did it for Harry Potter. I mean, you could obviously tell those kids were like, <laughs> you know, they—they they weren't that. <laughs> like you compare yeah. Harry Potter one to like all the way to the last <laughs> Harry Potter movie, and obviously you could tell that that wasn't the way they age. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Time travel, time travel. Time, time travel. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's let, let's get on to summer movies because I think the summer movie is about to start. Summer movies. Yes. All right. I let's, think... What do you want to talk about first? <laughs> like, what are you excited? I know, I know that we're, we want to go see Iron Man this weekend, right? Yes. Iron Man three. Iron Man three. I'm pumped because um, it further uh, it further brings out pulls out more of the story mm-hmm. of. Um, Marvel's attempt to bring in a lot of the other movies that are going to come out in the next few years. Right. Um, actually, I'm more excited with the with the last two minutes of the credit at the end of the credits to see what they're going to bring out. Right. All you want to see is the you want. I just want to see the ending and and yeah. how that how that ties into the whole overall Marvel picture. I I bet I bet my prediction is that the end of that movie is going to tie into the next Captain America movie, which will come out. That would make sense. Next year or something, right? Right. Or. Is it, I don't know if it's Thor or whatever, but um, for this uh, Avengers two movie, um, they're uh, they're also going to bring out uh, in in also in that timeline they're also going to bring out Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They're going to make that movie. Mm-hmm. So with this Iron Man three movie, um, if if you've seen the tra- you've seen the trailers, right? Yeah, I've seen the trailers. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen parts where uh, they're just blowing up. Uh, Tony Stark's house. And, yeah. Mm. Um, this new uh, suit. I don't know what Mark, um, Mark Eight, Mark Seven, whatever it is. It's. Um, there's gonna be. I heard. I mean, I saw there's gonna be a bunch suit. of suits. In, okay. In this. Yeah. Maybe a couple new suits. Yeah. So this time the suit flies to Tony Stark's, and uh, mm-hmm. it's all remote control, and they just kind of find the body part right. that it has to go onto. So um, the special effects look really cool. Um, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Mandarin. You want to talk about the Mandarin? <laughs> I, I, kind of, I knew you were going to talk about the Mandarin. All right, so the Mandarin is, is going to be played by Ben Kingsley. Um, what, what did you think about it when you heard I know there's, there's a lot of folks. The funny thing is, like, I, I remember hearing about that before everybody else got up in arms about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget when I heard about the announcement. I was like, well, Ben Kingsley. Well, for, uh, well, you heard about the Mandarin being in the movie first, right? Before yes. the casting. Right. So you kind of automatically think, well, this guy's going to be Chinese, or he's going to be Asian, or something, right? Cause you, then, you would think you would think they get somebody like like yeah. Well, who's the go-to guy right now? Uh, Chow Yun Fat. Um, maybe. Um, like, I, the, they uh, would probably get somebody older. Ken Watanabe. Maybe. Uh, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the guy in Inception, or whoever that guy is. That, that, that was Ken Watanabe, yeah. Oh, that was Ken Watanabe. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Hey, we have another correspondent. What's up? So, what, what, what's your favorite movie? Huh? DJ. DJ? Oh. You oh. want to be a DJ? You want to be a DJ? Don't bite the glass. Don't do that. What's your favorite movie? Do you like the Avengers? Can you tell uh, can you tell me what your favorite cartoon is cuz you like to watch Word Girl? Can you sing the Word Girl song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else, what other um what else do you like? Um, What's your name? Yeah. Kuya Lacas. Kuya Lacas. That's right. How old are you? Two. 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 Mm -hmm. Very nice. And do you And what's what's the name of your school? Uh Escolita. Mm -hmm. All the teachers. What about Teacher Ed and Sarah? And Teacher Anna Laura. All right, that was our special guest. Lacoste, Kayabiab Dapiawan. Yes. Um, he's also uh, excited for Iron Man 3. Uh, but Mandarin... <laughs> yeah. Mandarin, I was expecting someone to be cast as an Asian dude, but um, Ben Kingsley, uh, wasn't he also cast as someone who's... Um, as, a, as someone who's supposed to be a person of color? Well, I mean, he was cast as a Gandhi before. There you go. But I mean... He's he's kind of that. He, ben Kingsley is that safe. He's like, yeah, I would say he, that. he's that safe. Like he's, he's that safe choice because like, he's a really good actor. Yeah, right. Ben Kingsley's really good. Yeah, and for all those folks like you know that wondered Ben Kingsley is South Asian. I mean, he has he has he has South Asian in him. It's just you know, it's not he's not the typical person you think of when you think of Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we go see the movie, we might be blown away. Um, we might not. Yeah. Who knows? But I'm really excited for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I heard in uh, in Asia, mm -hmm. there's this thing called 4D that they're um, that they're going to introduce. Wait, what? 4D. 4D. Yeah. So okay. check this out. So what do they do in 4D? So it's uh, so basically you're in the theater. Okay. And you got the 3D glasses, obviously. Right. So that's it's big. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, 3D isn't really that big here in the United States anymore. Yeah. But it's huge, right? Internationally, huge it's internationally. huge internationally. Yeah. Right. That's how the box offices are making the, a lot of their money. That's why they're going to keep making 3D movies, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or reissuing movies in 3D. Oh yeah, yeah. That sucks. Um, but for uh, uh, in Asia, I don't know if you read about this, but this 4D experience. Mm -hmm. That they're going to test out. They actually want to, um, if it works well, they want to bring it to the U.S. But mm -hmm. 4D, you go to the movie, you have your 3D glasses on, you have, you know, you got your popcorn and all that stuff. Right. But on, uh, but where where your seats are, where you're sitting, it's on a moving platform. What? So no. <laughs> so basically, uh, you're sitting, you're watching the movie, mm -hmm. and the your seats and the platform move with 
the movie. Oh, okay. So, like, if we're watching Iron Man and he's flying through the air, mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll feel all the angles and oh, all that crazy. stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Also, what makes it 4D is that they have, uh, as far as I've heard or I've read, mm-hmm. um, smoke, you know, artificial oh, smoke, smoke coming, coming out. out and all these other things that mm-hmm. are supposed to come out um, to enhance your movie watching experience. I so guess. it okay. makes you feel that you're really, really there. Okay. Um, I think it kind of reminds me of a. Uh, remember um, Captain EO? Have you ever watched Captain no, EO? No, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, Captain EO. Yeah. <laughs> or if you've been to Universal Studios. Or if you've been in Dis- if you've been at Disney World, Disneyland, or any of those, they exactly. they have those experiences where like yeah, yeah on like, you know, if you're on the screen like if there's a 3D, but then like let's say you get splashed in the water, they'll, they'll splash some water <laughs> yeah. in your face or something. Like the chairs will like or, mist or, or the something. Or fog machine will come. Yeah. Out. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, but it's for, current... But for mainstream movies. Yeah. So if you've been to the current Star Tours, it's oh, going to be yeah. kind of like that, but mm-hmm. on a bigger scale. Right. So um, I was tripping out. I was like, okay, well, this might seem kind of cool, but they're going to test it on Asian markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll bring it here soon. But um, what, um, what kind of rumors have you heard about Iron Man 3 so far? Uh, what kind of rumors? Well, I heard that the um, the Tony Stark character is just going to be... He's actually not going to be as um, cocky and, and arrogant oh, as really? he is. That's what I've heard. He's not going to be as cocky and arrogant as he was in, in the first one. Because I think the events of the Avengers really played on him. I think it, it really shows. I think it's supposed oh. to show like how that has affected him. So I think that's going to be interesting, how, the, how he'll... He's not going to get softer, is he? I don't think he's going to get softer. I mean, it's, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gonna have some different action. Well, they blow up his house, so he's gotta he's gotta be um, darker than darker. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, any other, what other, what other movies are we excited? Oh, we want to watch. What else do we want to watch? Star Trek, right? Star Trek. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lens flares part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, J.J. Abrams. Um, if you if if you haven't heard, of been living under a rock. Mm-hmm. Not only is this guy directing the Star Trek movies, he's also mm-hmm. tapped to direct the new Star Wars movies. Um, for Star Trek, I thought that on the first one he did a really great job. In my opinion, I'm not a Star, I'm not the huge Star Trek original yeah. series fan, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I thought um, in terms of movie making, he did a really good job in keeping the audience entertained. Yeah, definitely. there's a lot of good special effects mm-hmm. and. Um, Storytelling. It's. I think it's all comes down to how well you tell a story, and J.J. Abrams totally does. No, and then the funny thing about that first Star Trek movie, <clears throat> I think that was really good. That that made that J.J. Abrams did. It's. It was a little Star Warsy. It was. It, it, was, it was. It was Star Warsy. <laughs> it was, and then because it had like it was the action because you know some some of the other Star Trek movies that are more. It's. I don't know it's more um diplomatic yeah right yeah well this one was kind of it was like non-stop action well, with, well plus the lens flares plus the lens flares, plus the lens flares. Yeah. yeah and the cloverfield monster was in it oh yeah <laughs> that's oh. where we let we were trying to we we're wondering where that thing was and yeah. that's where it is it, it actually came yeah it, it came that's yeah that's uh, where it came from yeah uh what what kind of things uh, what kind of plot lines have been um, introduced into into this uh, new movie? I you know I don't I, um, I'm not I, I haven't read too many rumors on this because I haven't yeah. kept up on the rumors on yeah. Star Trek. Try not to um, read too much synopsis into the new movie. I'm oh, yeah, to yeah. be surprised um, and go in, or go in there fresh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am excited about uh, this 
this movie coming out is, um, and I'll say it, I'm excited about the new Star Wars movies too, directed by him. Yeah, by J.J. Abrams. Well, yep. we'll definitely see that. We'll, we'll we'll do another podcast where we'll we'll, we'll project what we think J.J. Abrams is going to do. Maybe we, Walt's going to be in that. Maybe Walt's going. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be stranded on an island. <laughs> Walt's a Romulan. <laughs> Wait, there's going to be Romulans in Star Wars. <laughs> Hey, it's J.J. Abrams. Hey, it, it, he could just totally meld those together and they're going to be okay, fine. All right, whatever. We'll, we'll see you, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Finally meet Luke, or, yeah, Luke Skywalker because Mark Hamill will be there. All right, let's 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 pick one more movie because um, we could always go to over summer movies. We'll, yeah. we'll do another one. Yeah. Um, what, what There's else? a lot of time between now and then the summer. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's another big movie that you're... Really? Besides After Earth, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, okay, so a quick, quick, quick side note on the um, After Earth. You didn't go to, to San Diego Comic-Con last year, but, um, but I did. So you know how usually the big movie panels, like they're, they're, Hall H is the, big, is the big hall, right? So usually you have your big, like, you know, you want to present your movies there. Did you know that M. Night Shyamalan's After Earth was actually in a small, it was, it was in a small, like, room? <laughs> yeah, like, to, the, to do the presentation, it was just in a small room. It wasn't, even, it wasn't in Ballroom 20, it wasn't oh, in Hall man. H. It was just in, in a small room, and I, I think that shows how far M. Night Shyamalan has kind of fallen. So in. were you there in that room? I didn't go to that, no. There I just I just saw it, because I, I was looking at the schedule, and I was like, why is... Well, one I saw after I saw all these posters of of After Earth, and then I look at the schedule. I'm like, why is it in like, I don't know, it was like room five something. <laughs> well, I think it goes to show um, the fans totally have been bashing them for the last I don't know. Well, did you try ten to watch- movies that he's came out with? <laughs> well, did you try to watch the Last Airbender? <laughs> no, because that to me, that movie was horrible. To me, that movie does not exist. <laughs> Speaking of racism, <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah let's move on. We we spent too much time. We'll, we'll do movies again, but racism, <laughs> racism, man. I think you know um, racism. The we're supposed to do a, a this week in racism, but yeah. um, I think we've covered we've covered a lot of this stuff. Speaking about the the Boston Marathon and um, how uh, there's been the Browning, the quote unquote Browning of. Oh, yeah. um, the suspects of this bombing, and um, these, you know what? It came when it came down to it. These are the guys that did it, um, and they're considered white. Um, but the media, uh, you know, t- in total denial, would rather focus on um, them being, uh, 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 you know, uh, religious fanatics or yeah. extremists. Um, and I guess to them, hand in hand, um, the brownness comes in, uh, into play. Yeah. So um, the totally demonizing um, these two guys, and they should be, because I mean, it's not like they're denying, they're not denying that they didn't do it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and they did do it, but uh, demonizing it in a way where, again, irresponsible journalism will lead you to um, being. Um, fear of not just these two brown guys but of all brown people yeah um supporting the stereotypes putting instilling fear in the public um 
and just sort of like you know told you so yeah. type of thing when it isn't true yeah. because of white yeah that's racist <laughs> here we go we're, we're, we're gonna make that work <laughs> that was racist. anything else that we got in, in this week and in, in that's racist uh, there's always something racist oh there, there is every there is. single day mm-hmm. um, yeah I I forgot. There's this uh, one Twitter account that uh, people should follow. Actually, I should follow it too. But um, it's somebody who is running this Twitter account that scours through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the person searches for the word, um, I'm not racist, but. Oh. Um, oh. And then the person just retweets it and says, Yes, you... you are. Um, I'd like to, I mean, Google that if you can find it or search it for it on Twitter, but I recommend doing that. Um, no, this is this is true. I mean, like whenever you say like, I don't mean to be racist, but you yeah. know, I, you know, yeah. Or if you, one other thing, if you if you say how much like how many friends you have of this certain race or color, yeah. it's probably a no no. <laughs> well, I have a black friend, and oh well, then then you totally oh then I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're totally valid. In totally terms validates of, right. your um, I'm your sorry. Opinion. You're right. Uh, yeah, but. It's racist. Um, there we go. All right. I would just say to always keep a um, to always keep a critical eye on um, on race, class, social, economic, political um, topics, and just kind of um, you know use your best judgment. You know, are people coming from a good place? Are they trying to oppress people? Yeah. Um, so, call that call that stuff out. You know, um, encourage other people to do so, especially your white friends. Most importantly. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Don't. I mean. Yeah. Go ahead and call out their privilege because. Um, I mean, I, I just in the beginning of this podcast, like we call out our privilege. We're gonna call out our privilege all the time too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's 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 all right to check folks on that. Yeah, I mean as uh, I mean just doing, just doing this podcast in general. You know we have the access to technology, um, fast internet, um, and the ability to have all this quote unquote useless knowledge because we're just engulfed in this other um, pop culture stuff. Right. Which is in our interests, but um, when it comes down to it, our interests in the people come first. And um, standing up for uh, for what's right, so so especially in, uh, in confronting race and racial topics, I think um, you know not to get on the soapbox, but uh, oh, you already got on there, so just, just keep on going. Am I did I stack it up a little too high? That's okay. That's so that's all right. Yeah, um, do the damn thing when it comes to racism. Call it out. Mm-hmm. If you got white friends, call them out on their shit. But. Educate them too on why you're doing it. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I think you, I, I think we've uh, accomplished something when we get our white friends to call out other white friends. True. Yes. Or other, just not even white friends, that's white always, people. Yeah. When you get white people to fun. call out other white people when they're, on the racism, privilege, uh, all that stuff. It makes us smile. I think. Yeah, right? I think so. And you could sit back and say. We haven't we haven't even touched the surface on getting rid of racism, but it's a step. 
No, this is true. And well, we'll 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 we'll, we'll touch back on this. More how, about, how about that capitalism? How? <laughs> how how about that capitalism? Uh, all right. Um, let's move on. Let's uh let's uh we, we've been recording. Oh, these all these topics get me animated. <laughs> and that's our segue to to this. <laughs> This week in animation, I am. Uh, I'm, we're gonna put this segment in just because I am an animator extraordinaire. We'll, we'll take out the extraordinaire part, but I'm an animator <laughs> for. I'm gonna do an unnamed company at the moment. So that is that is my job. That is what I do. That is part of my art. Um, D's Nuts LLC. D's Nuts. Oh wait, is that? Can we, can we look that up? Can we buy that domain? Can, can you look that up? We, is there a D's Nuts.com? We might need to post this this blog up, uh, this uh, podcast up on deesnuts.com as well. <laughs> there is a deesnuts.com. I would not visit it. It's not safe for work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, come on now. All right, so for this week in, in animation, um, I'm trying to think what what's going on. Besides the fact that the animation industry, I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's, it's been hit hard mm-hmm. lately with... A bunch of layoffs oh, wow. at um, at a bunch of production houses and, and video game companies. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, there's a lot of folks that are losing their jobs, mm-hmm. and uh, I know for the visual effects houses, like the the studio that made the Life of Pi, basically had to shut down. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's just it's just a messed up model in terms of how Hollywood pays their their artists, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that it's just it's one thing to to make knowledge on that fact, but this week in animation is more. I mean, I, I like to bring that up as well. But uh, what I was watching this week, and, and this is usually one of the uses for, it, is if you guys go to um, if you guys go to YouTube and find this nice short film called Adam and Dog. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it was actually nominated. I've heard of it? Yeah, it was nominated for uh, Academy Award for um, animated short. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice animation done by uh, Minkyu Lee. Who, um, yeah, was a student for, uh, I forget, I should really do my research on this. But what's really cool about this is, is that it's, it shows the story of, um, the story of creation. So basically um, of Adam and Eve, but it's from the dog's point of view. Huh. Yeah. That's dope. So it, it's kind of fun because you see the dog and um, you first meet the dog and you see him exploring the Garden of Eden. And you see when he first meets Adam and, and you, you kind of, you know. You just kind of go through what happens to Adam, and you you see when he it's really sad when he first meets Eve because they keep like kind of afraid with the dog, but it's it's a nice really short film. It's only about like fifteen minutes long. Very cool. Yeah. So I think and then the fun thing is that the um, usually you see Adam and Eve, and you know they're depicted as as white folks. Yeah. In in like most depictions. Yeah. Here they're actually brown. Oh, nice. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but they they they're brown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the dude had a had a brown nose. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, it kind of. So basically, it, you're saying they're Filipino. It seemed like. <laughs> oh, let's just say that not no, not seeing the film. Let's no, just say they're they're Filipino. Yeah, let's just say they're Filipino. Yeah. Let's so, just start that rumor now. There we go. It's Filipino. All right. So that's that's this week. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll have some more animation goodness next time. I, I would say that um, uh, because uh, you know having a kid. You know, they're, yes, you watch a lot of that. I've, I've watched. I don't a have lot. a kid, but I watch. I watch all those. <laughs> yes. I'm the dude that's at the movie theater that's by myself. So if you if you see a person that's at a movie theater watching like like a um, a children's animated feature, 
I usually think they're either an animator like myself or they're a pedophile. I don't know. It's <laughs> There's a fine line. It, it's a, I mean, I'm pretty sure people look at me at the theater when I'm there by myself, you know. <laughs> like when I watch Ponyo by myself. Pretty sure like what the what Ponyo, are you sure that's not a porno, right? No, no, no. You said Ponyo. Yeah, okay. yeah, I said okay. Ponyo. Yeah, okay. I think I said Ponyo. I can edit this out later. <laughs> um, for uh, for animation, yeah, having a kid, like you definitely start to watch a lot of animated movies. So right. I could say um, that at least this month, in the past couple months, you know, I've seen you know just a lot of just catching up with a lot of movies and um, whether it be Wreck-It Ralph or Rio or Wreck-It Ralph was um, you know a lot of. Um, uh, and just rewatching a lot of Pixar movies, mm-hmm. you definitely uh, get a, a big chunk of respect, or a larger chunk of respect for animators and what they do. Um, one thing that uh, that I can remember from watching movies with my kid is uh, Curious George two. Yes. Oh yeah, you told yeah you texted me about this when, yeah. you, when you found out at the end. Yeah. So we were watching this movie and Lacoste, uh, my son, has watched it a billion times, but. When watching the credits, um, they go through the voice actors, right. and they go yeah. through all the you know the main important people, whatever the the higher ups, whatever, and you know they have all regular names, mm-hmm. and then that's just a small chunk of it. When you finally get to the animation studio, all Filipino names, mm-hmm. and I was like, what's going on here? It's like that. It's kind of uh, interesting. So I, after doing a little bit of research, it was a. a uh, animation studio in the Philippines nice. that um, put most of the film together and um, everything down to conceptual art to, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Um, uh, whatever, the design of the... Right. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it was all Filipino. So after after reading that um, and seeing that on the credits, uh, I kind of look at that movie differently now because it's like, yeah. hey, it's kind of ironic, Filipinos animating a monkey. Um, yeah, that's true. So that's that's a good point. Yeah, um, and then also, okay, so I think this will answer my question. Like, how many animated movies do you know that's actually Filipino? Filipino animated movies. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you can't really uh, name you, a lot. You because <laughs> there there really isn't any. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important because this a lot of. The community of animators and artists. I mean, there are a lot of artists that are Filipino that mm-hmm. work on films. Just yeah. like that's just like Red Ralph, just yeah. like Rio, yeah. like any of the big the big picture stuff that we see, and then also like the ones that you saw, like Curious George too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of weird that you don't see many actual feature Filipino animated films. I know there's a, there's a, there's a couple of them, but they don't. From what I know, they don't get much play in the Philippines because I've mm-hmm. tried to find copies of. I know there's one's called Dio, there's one called Arduja, and I think there's another one called RPG. And I, huh. like, if you go to the Philippines, you cannot track down a, which usually you could track down a copy of like you know like a like a bootleg DVD or VCD copy. Yeah. But when I asked my cousins to do it, they could not find one. Huh. Not one. Not one. Not animated one. film. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. They're, what are they mostly focusing on over there? It's mostly dramas and, yeah, mostly dramas. and action. Yeah, mostly in dramas yeah. and action. Or or if not, it's just the stuff that comes in from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, like, just uh, before we move on, I, I also enjoyed watching um, the short Paper Man. Paper Man. Yeah, yeah that was a, a great um, short. I think that one was on... 
It's on one of the, I don't know, I think it's on one of my Blu-rays over there, but, um... It was online, I, I don't think it's online anymore, but it was, that's a, that, I, that was my favorite short, and I, I think it deserved to win the best anime short which it did for, yeah. for the Oscar. Yeah, so, I just thought that was great. I would recommend that. Definitely. Yeah. It was truly, truly, uh, truly fitting. Oh, yeah, it, it's truly fitting. <laughs> speaking of, of fitting, speaking, speaking of, of fitting... It let's, gets better, folks. Oh, Trust it, me, it, it, it gets does, better. It does get better. Speaking of fitting, these transitions. Let's are... go. Let, let's 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 go to this week's in fitted. <laughs> I know you're you're a fitted this fitted week, aficionado. Yeah. Okay. The reason why we have this on our agenda this week in fitted is because um, the same reason why there's a this week in animation is because it's things we're passionate in. Um, people know me. I'm a collector of many things, but um, I'm also a collector. One of the things I collect is fitted um, fitted hats, fitted baseball caps. Um, I think this week, um, let's see, uh, not a lot of, not a lot going on, I should say, in fitteds other than, um, uh, a lot of the trends that are going on don't actually apply to fitteds. They're right. actually, um, going, not even snapbacks anymore either. Really? So now okay. it's like strapbacks. So it's like leather, uh, bands, like, like a belt, you know, huh. like a strap, leather okay. strap, um, uh, people are starting to customize, like officially customize new era hats to make, um, uh, to replace the actual bill mm -hmm. with uh, snake skin um, or like animal patterns and stuff like that. Huh. I'm not really into it. They're actually really high priced too, mm -hmm. but um, it seems to be the trend right now. Um, I uh, stopped buying fitteds at uh, places like lids.com like a couple of years ago, okay. only because I wasn't feeling a lot of their designs. But recently, I bought the last fitteds I bought were from Lids, and there were two hats um, that were Seattle Mariners hats, um, but it has in big block letters it has Seattle on the front. Oh, nice. Pretty, and they're pretty simple designs. One is it one is in a Supersonics color. I have to get that, uh -huh. and then one is in uh, black and gray. So uh, I bought those a couple weeks ago. Um, I would say this week, um, what caught my eye is not. Partic not a hat in particular, but something that's going on with uh, the New Era company. Um, they uh, are now uh, going to do a uh, membership, kind of like Lids, where you oh, sign oh, up and okay. you get discounts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So at, at, uh, at NewEra.com, you can sign up for about $5 for a year, mm -hmm. just like Lids, right. and uh, you get about a 20% discount of hats and apparel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to... Uh, I think that's a sign that um, New Era is going to step up their own okay. um, uh, competitive uh, um, competitive corner in the fitted market because places like Lids, because they're so mainstream, they're in the mall, every mall mm -hmm. um, out there. Um, they're going to try to um, compete for customers. And yeah. um, I think if you have other companies doing it for you, why not do it yourself? Makes and sense. Make more money that way. Yeah. So um, I've been thinking of maybe doing it, but. It, I guess it really depends on the selection of hats. Because for me, I do not really care about 50 different types of New York Yankees hats, which is pretty much makes up NewEra.com, um, and it sucks. Well, you, don't, you don't want a Yankees hat? Yes. I only own, I think I only own one Yankees hat. So, let's... You don't want the, the throwback OKC Thunder hat? <laughs> throwback OKC, what is that? I don't know. 2009? <laughs> Same colors? 
yeah, yeah. so uh, I mean, you know, shout out to a lot of the designers out there that are doing their thing. But um, right now, I think because I've I've perused so many websites, um, I'm more interested in stuff that's come out a long time ago, right. so or, or retro stuff. So cool. That's pretty much. All it. right, we'll we'll be on the lookout for hear more stuff on what you look up later on and thanks yep. for those trends mm-hmm. all right cool um we, we've been doing this for like way too long let's uh <laughs> let's get on let's um we're gonna do some events we're gonna do an, an, an outro um we are all in the control we're part of uh umbrella organization by in usa and we got some events coming up that i think we should let folks know about right yep um let's see well this is probably gonna post um, after, but the, on May 1st, there's going to be a big rally, right? Um, May Day Rally? May Day Rally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the topic of uh, immigration reform has um, been a big topic, uh, well, since forever, mm-hmm. but now it's, um, it's, it's heightened to where uh, it's, been a, it's going to be a focus of tomorrow's rally. Right. Um, and uh, if you go... Um, it's going to start on the central district and end um, downtown. So I, um, I've been to a few of those. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's May first is on a Wednesday, and I work. Yeah. So um, I would love to be out there. Uh, there's going to be API contingent. Uh, there's also going to be um, our Arbon Bayan folks marching um, in solidarity with uh, uh, Latino brothers and sisters out there. Right. And a lot of other. Um, uh, community groups, um, whether they're uh, religious um, or labor um, or uh, you know multi-ethnic, right. so um, yeah. So there's that on May first. Uh, what other events we have? Oh, on May fourth, there's going to be a um, special screening of. Um, called One Generation's Time: The Legacy of Somi Domingo and Jean Viernes, which will take place at. The Wing Loop Museum from 6.30 to 8.30. It's this coming Saturday, which is the 4th. Um, I think you're supposed to um, RSVP somewhere. But I know there's special screenings on there. If you just look it up, the um, Community Stories special screening at, at the Wing of Jean, um, of Soma Domingo and Jean Viernes. That's coming up. Um, what other events are coming up? Anything else? That, uh, let's see here. May 4th and 5th, there's going to be a March for Dignity um, for Caravan and Farm Workers. Uh, they're going to visit the Caravan and Farm Workers on Saturday. And then there's also going to be a March on May 5th. And that's going to be in Bellingham. And let's see here. On Also on Sunday, May 5th, there's going to be a API Heritage Month celebration at the Seattle uh, Center Armory, which is at 305 Harrison Street. And also on Sunday, May 5th, there's going to be a... Um, PSU Kai Vegan, PCH, and PUSO present a teaching against trans-Pacific partnership agreement. That's going to be at PSU, Portland State University. Um, on May 10th, this is going to be the Friday Filipino Film Night. That's also going to be in Portland. Um, May 10th to the 12th is going to be... Um, what's going on there? AAINA 2013. And Yoni Kibat at the Seattle Asian Art Museum. Um, also on May 11th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is going to be the past, present, and future of multicultural solidarity. 
at the One America Conference Room, and that's in Seattle. Um, May 18th, we're going to have, from 530 to 8.30, is going to be the Seattle Young People's Project, Bam Pam at the Blaine Memorial United Methodist Church, Beacon Hill. Um, on May 19th is going to be the Pride Asia APIA HIV Awareness Day at the New Hong Kong Restaurant, about 900 South Jackson Street. Um, and then May 25th, there's going to be a Sung Dakota, which I believe that's PSU Kai Began's, uh, um PCN, their cultural night. Doors open at 6 p.m., shows at 7 at Portland State University. In terms of what uh, Alaino Contura and Bayern are doing, um, we're going to have, uh, usually they're supposed to have a Tahas, which is going to be a writing circle. I think usually they're going to have that at Seafood City, but it's going to be to be announced. But we're, um, I'll give you that as the website later on to get up. That's going to, it's used, the next one's supposed to be scheduled for the 12th of May. It's probably going to be any time from 6 to 8.30. We're also going to have a visual art circle, Mulat, which is on that following Monday on the 13th from 7 to 9 at the Mosaic Cafe, which is right behind Dick's at the University at, at the U District. Um, I know Alain Cultura AB and um, Panay, I think we'll be doing, we're doing the labor stage. We'll, we'll have a set at the labor stage at Folk Life on Saturday, May 25th. And I think we're doing something uh, as well on May 27th on Memorial Day as well. And then keep your calendars open for Pag Diriwang or Pag Diriwang you want to pronounce it that way, uh, June 8th and 9th. Where's that usually? That's you at the South Center, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Anything else? Cool. Um, just a couple plugs. Um, I just heard uh, today that uh, the bar. Oh, the bar. Is, hey. Uh, Prometheus Brown, nice. GEO, or Blue Scholars, and uh, Bamboo um, of, of, the, uh, of the group Native Guns. Um, are going to have their second album coming out this summer, what, what? 2013, mm -hmm. called Barcada. Um, so keep out, look out for that. And some little birdie told me, or maybe I'm picking it up on the internet or something, that oh. Native Guns might be reuniting. Whoa! But I don't want to... Whoa! Whoa. Is this breaking? I don't is know it breaking? This is like, breaking I don't know news? if this is breaking, but, breaking um, or I'm just like talking shit or whatever, spreading rumors, but... Um, maybe it's just we my conscious saying that I, I want them to get back together and make some new music. It would be nice. Which they, that, they might be. Who knows? That'd be awesome. You didn't. You didn't. You did, or you didn't hear it first. Well, if, it's, if it happens, you heard it first. If, if it, it didn't happen, if it does happen, then then, then <laughs> Daps, you just broke. You just broke the news. And if it doesn't, then it's fine. We just pull the CNN. Yeah, um, oh. and also uh, our uh, one of our AK members, um, Artiverse. Um, that's right. A.K. Waldi Quintana uh, released his second album called Along Cloudy Mountain Peaks, uh, which also features um, uh, Pro Brown, also features Khalil and the yes. Nomads. Um, pick that up, uh, artofverse.bandcamp.com. Yes. Uh, you can buy a, a CD, it's a limited run. So people make fun of me because I still buy CDs. Um, CDs. But I don't know what, what's wrong with people because CDs are, they're still a good format. It's still, still it's all right. It still know, works. I want the artwork. Even though, you know, your son is going to grow up and he's like, what is this? And he's going he's gonna <laughs> to hold up the CD. That's too bad. That's yeah, too bad. That's um, or, uh, or you can also buy it, uh, buy a digital album, um, download it. Um, but yeah, artaverse.bandcamp.com. Um, dope lyrics, dope beats mm -hmm. uh, from a good uh, brother. Definitely. So, yes. Cool. All right. So, um, 
Alright, I think we need to end it now. Because <laughs> uh, we've been talking for a while. So this is the first. And we're going to get better at this. So we're... First and hopefully many uh, podcasts. I think, um, yeah, I think we're really uh, off to a good start. And um, just a shout out to my dude C's getting this going oh yeah no problem and um thanks for uh co-hosting we'll, we'll we'll have special plenty of guests later on we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll we have ideas of who we want to come in and 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 chat with us at this podcast the real conversation happens um when we turn off the mic so yes uh, all right cool all right so um once again these have been actual conversations um i am we really seized. need to get the dream on that we do <laughs> get the dream on that. Alright, I am Art of the Cartoon, aka C's. I am Daps1, Instagram Daps1. Check it out. That's right. Um, if you want to check out uh, Alai Non Cultura's website, it's alainoncultura.wordpress.com. That's Alai, A L A Y N G K U L T U R A dot wordpress.com. Um, and you can follow me at art at artofthecartoon.com that's good and if you downloaded this podcast from the actual website that we just plugged that's hella meta that, that, that is hella meta because we haven't updated that in a while but we will alright so we're going to end it now um, AK all day all day AK 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 AK